6 o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. Really fun two hours, and now up to four hours, thanks to Mike Spiegelman of LMFMOYT. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. He's going to be running uh, the second half of Joke Workshop, which starts at 8 o'clock. So if we have spillover from this show, everyone gets stage time, and then also it gives people an opportunity to come at 8 o'clock and sign up as well for the second half of that show. Yay. Uh, And then also in that 8 o'clock hour, if you ever want to practice a longer set, you just contact Mike Spiegelman and set aside the time so that you can get like, you know, if you ever have like a 20 minute thing you want to work out for something else, you can let us know and we'll like help you out with that time here at Mutiny Radio. And thanks because we're supporting you and you're supporting us. Yay. Thank you for giving us money. Yay. Because I couldn't do it without you. I would never be able to pay the rent. And then this place would become a coffee thing like eight dollar pour over coffee and twelve dollar avocado toast for these rich fucks am i right right don't let that happen keep giving money to mutiny radio all right we're gonna start i'm just gonna assume she's first on the list put your hands together for alessandra valentini angel selena angel whatever her name wants to be yay so i did this show last night about gentrification and it was very fresh material, so I'm gonna practice it here again. Yeah, right on, since I went on stage with a new material. So I came here in 2005, when San Francisco was still San Francisco. It's still San Francisco, but back then was like, really San Francisco. Like to the point that you had that urine smell in the street, and it was kind of disturbing, but it was so strong that you're like, now that when I don't smell it, I'm like, something is wrong, you know? Like maybe it's not. Maybe we're getting too gentrified, you know, yeah. Or maybe when I don't see a homeless person every two blocks, I'm like, that's really strange. Maybe I'm not in San Francisco anymore. Maybe I'm in Kansas or something, I don't know. But yeah, anyway, um, I came here to follow my American dream, my music career, and I ended up as a comedian, stand-up comedian, single mom. Yes, that's so San Francisco, you know? Because San Francisco is like those bitch mothers that will give you barely what you need, but will make you pay really hard for it. <laughs> and if you complain, she'll beat you up. <laughs> like those old Victorian hugs, like really dry, really English. Yes, kind of that. And um, she's been pretty tough on me, but she gave me what I need, definitely, you know? Um, so I was born in Italy originally, and when I moved to the United States, the first place that I moved was this little quaint town in Arizona full of spiritual people and hippies and UFOs and cowboys. And in there I had to worry about, you know, doing a psychic reading every time I leave the house or if I had enough kale that day or if I went to have my hike in the sacred mountain. And here, I had to worry about not getting mugged or not getting shot, you know, while I'm work, walking uh, back home from the projects, which it was literally a few blocks away from here when I was walking back at home. And it was with money tucked in in my boots. I was like, I've never done stuff like that. But, you know, it takes all the way to come here. Yeah. Um, I live in a house that was built before 1906, and it did withstand the earthquake of 1906, you guys. So barely. In fact, it's full of cracks, and you can see cracks everywhere, and, and it's someplace. You still, we still have the gas pipes for back in the day when they light the gas. Instead of having electricity, we had gas back in the in late 1800, and there's still in the bathroom one gas line. 
It's pretty funny. Um, my slam lord painted it in 2006, and that paint job, I was like, that makes me feel so much better, you know? Because now the paint job is going to hold it together when there is another earthquake. It's going to, like, maybe hold that piece of shit together. I'm sure it will. Uh, watch it. And every time it comes once, you know, here they say, in North California, they say wake and bake. But in San Francisco, we are wake and shake. <laughs> All right. I think as that was my time. One minute. Yeah. So yeah. Um, wake and shake. Yeah. And every time I have that experience at nighttime, I wake up. Fuck! That was another earthquake. I'm like, I'm gonna move tomorrow. We're leaving. We're going. And then the next day, we're like, eh, maybe, maybe next year when, if I'm still here, if the paint job still holds on the house. You never know. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, uh -huh. what else is here? I've seen landmark disappear. I don't know, everybody been here long enough, right? Have you seen things changing? Yeah, I've seen things changing here a lot. Like before we had that things that was like a landmark and now we have a big high rise condo with uh, rooftop gardens, petting zoo, organic marketplace, automated gyms. You don't even have to go and work out nothing. The gym will do it for you. You know, they have gyms that you just go on an app automatically and it will do the workout for you. You don't even have to show up there. It's like, that's a place only techie can afford for the miserable amount of 20 grand amount. And that's how San Francisco has transformed. I remember back in the day when the homeless people was taking care of us. You know, we would give them a, a place to sleep in the alleyway next to our house. And they would take care of not breaking into our car, making sure everything was fine. You know, and now I got broke in since 2013 that I got a new car. I got broke into my car nine fucking times. And not somewhere else inside. No, in front of my house. Right there. To the point, point that when I go to school, when I bring my daughter to school in the morning, I'm like, can you check the car for I have too much PTSD now. I swear to God. I'm like, please go check if there is all the windows. If there is glass, we're going like this. No, I don't see glass, mom. Okay, good. We're clean. We're <laughs> it's like, it's truly fucked up like that. Anyway, I think I got my time. Um, Alessandra, everyone. Alessandra. All right, uh, so time for comments. So the first comment is that you ran the light. You actually did five minutes and 20 seconds instead of the four, but I honk at three minutes. So it, it's just it's just something to think about with um, timing. That, no, 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 it's not, it's, this is a learning space. And so you have to learn what a minute feels like. It's all good, it's just, you were telling a story. No, it's, it's, just, something to, it's just something to remark on. It's all good. Um, yeah, the other mics out there get super hot. Um, the comments, mics are open for everybody. I lost you. I got it when you were talking about hippies. And then I was like, can you connect back to the hippies? Because I lost you at some point. I don't remember. I was like, I forgot what you were talking about. And then you were back in San Francisco. And then I was like, are you a time traveling hippie? Because then you were talking about the 1800s. But I was still like, are we talking about the 70s or the 80s or the 90s or the 60s or the 1800s? So I was like, I was, I was having trouble. I'm like, are you the time traveling hippie? That's what I kind of thought. And then same thing with the wake and shake. I feel like you can bring it back to the hippies again, something like that, or, or like even older than hippies, like what was the dance they used to do, or it was called the shake or something. I'm not that old. 
but I <laughs> you use the microphone and other people uh, comments. I am not comments? that old, but um, no, the the hippie experience was when I moved to United States. I moved into this quaint little town in Arizona. That was my experience before San Francisco. In right. there, all I had to worry was about having my psychic reading before I leave the house. Right, but I just didn't. I lost where you were right. because you and started talking yeah. about hippies, and then I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know where to identify with you. With you were telling a story, and I was like, "Where's my in? Like, how do I?" How do I lock into what she's saying? And it just kept like slipping away from me. I was like, oh, that, oh, what is she talking about? But then, oh, it was like a, I kept almost being with you, but then I didn't, but then I lost you. So I don't know. I don't know if other people had that yeah, experience. Yeah, no, I need or, to hear more opinions about this. Uh, yeah, the microphones are open for everybody. Because I am absolutely, um, you know, I'm going too fast. I only have four minutes and I have a 10 minutes material. So it's like obviously trying go ahead. I, when you when you uh when you got your hair out and like that surprised me, so I feel like you should use that in your set. Oh, I use that in my set all yes. the time. Oh yeah, that's that's one of my signature. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All the time. That should in be in different a joke. ways. Always different. There's always some different things that comes and have my hair off. Okay. One time is the alien. This time is San Francisco. that mutate me. Ah, it's great. a city that mutates you. I, I thought it was a little hard to, uh, like, sometimes you'd kind of trail off on your punchlines, and then you'd sort of, like, really emphasize other words. So it was kind of hard for me to tell where the laughs were. I think if you'd sort of, like, hit your punchlines harder and, like, give them a bit of a pause afterwards, and you could have like, get into a better cadence. But, yeah. Yeah. Not rush too much, basically. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, I think I got my... Uh, Dream yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank hey, so everybody, much, guys. clap your hands together for Thank Alessandra. You very much. Thank you. Yay. That's how the joke workshop works. Yay. All right, your next comedian, everybody. Uh, he's he's here with us today. It's always a great time when he's here to shake his lovely locks on our stage. Put your hands together, everyone, for Jeff Dean. That's me. Thank you. I'm Jeff Dean, everyone. <clears throat> I went to... <clears throat> Shut up. Right now. <laughs> I, went to, uh, I went to a back doctor the other day because I've been having some back problems. And uh, I, so I have this doctor appointment. The first one I've ever... I've, the first time I meet this guy and he cussed three times in our appointment, which did not put me at ease. And, and not because he cussed, but because he apologized. You know, like I, I've, it doesn't make him seem very confident. Like he seems like he's new at doctoring. I don't know. I, like if he didn't, if he just cussed and didn't apologize, that doesn't make him a bad doctor. That just makes him a cool doctor. Like, I'd respect him more. It's like when you work for a CEO and then you find out that he surfs and microdoses. You're like, oh, I could work 40 hours a week for this guy. So I think it's because he's a back doctor. I think he was thinking, he was looking at me. Like most of his clients are like, you know, like 80. And he's like, look at this young strapping man. You know, he's cool. This cool guy. You know, that's what he's looking at me thinking that. And he was like, I got to, you know, he got nervous. He's, he's like, I got to cuss to be cool for the young kids. But he doesn't, you know, I got to tell him it's okay, sir. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Okay. I'm going to move on. Nah. 
Um, sometimes I think I was watching the news the other day and this guy was talking about how like heartbroken he was because his, his brother died in an accident. And I was thinking, oh, fuck, like what if my brother died? And then uh, I was pretty disappointed with myself based on how quickly I just thought about the sick tat that I would get. You know, like I was just, it was like three seconds and I was like, I'm going to get a sick tat if my brother dies. Because sometimes people say, Jeff, would you ever get a tattoo? And I'm like, I don't think I'd ever get a tattoo unless someone really close to me dies. So, you know, like if my brother died, I, you know, I'd get a sick tat. Like all, just the whole side of like, like I think like a self-portrait of myself killing a dragon. And then, you know, and then my brother's birthday or something. I don't know. <laughs> Under that, I guess. So, um, that's all I have, guys. Thank you. Jeff Dean, everyone. Jeff Dean. You did like exactly three minutes. That was, that was very funny. The cool doctor. I wanted to know the cool things the doctor would say to you and the cool things that you said back, like dude or bro, or did you do a forearm shake? Like what kind of bro-y like cool things did you do? And then you could end that up with the, the doctor shows you his sick tat. Like if you want to do like a callback after your sick tat, yeah, yeah. like you're there and he's like, oh man, your brother died. Yeah, That's yeah. a sick tat. Look at mine or whatever. And he shows right. you like his cool tattoo. Right, right, right. And if you get some dream analysis on that fucking tattoo, that's brilliant. That's so funny. Slaying the dragon and it's you and he's dead. It's like, <laughs> I enjoyed that very much. Uh, yeah, I was also thinking the same thing. I was wondering, like, what did the doctor say to you? That's an opportunity to act out. And I thought like you could, I, when I think cool doctor, I think house. Uh, so uh, I don't know if you can make that reference. Like okay. he could have been House, but instead he was like I don't know another loser doctor character in a TV show. Right, I can't right. think of it. Zach Braff. There we yeah. go. <clears throat> He's cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was like the same thing. You could just say like how if the doctor was trying really hard to be like young and hip, like you could just go off on tangents about like yeah, yeah, he yeah. was doing all these like weird things to make him seem cooler than he actually right. was. I think there's a lot of like opportunity there. Yeah. It'd be funny if uh, you like, you talked about like uh, with him swearing, like I felt all comfortable. So he was like, ah, oh, your back is hurting. Like that he's fucking sucks. And then he like looks at you. He's like, hey, wait, like don't, like he has a problem with you swearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks guys. Yay! Jeff Dean, everyone! Woo-woo-woo! Jeff Dean! All right. Moving along is how the joke workshop works. Put your hands together, everybody, for Pete Ballmer! Yay! All right. Sweet. Uh, I, got, I got real sweaty hands. We got a sweaty guy with some big sweaty hands over here. Uh... And uh, I really hate having sweaty hands because uh, – can you toss me my notebook, Jeff? forgot why I hate having – I remember some of the reasons, but it's important to get the ordering right in this, in this fucking comedic masterpiece. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, so I got sweaty hands, and uh, you know what they say about guys with sweaty hands, right, ladies? Yeah. Guys who like sweaty hands, like Lose Yourself by Eminem. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it's all, it's representation for dudes with sweaty hands. That's not something any other musical artist is even considering. And I hate having sweaty hands because like I I'm a sweaty guy generally speaking. You know, like I got I run hot. Uh, I I buy antiperspirant deodorant a lot. I take every time I get it. I take it as a personal challenge, and I have yet to lose. Just a big old perspirer, but. It gets frustrating when your hands get sweaty because, like, your body gets sweaty because your body gets too hot, and then the sweat is supposed to cool it off. That makes sense to me. But, like, it has never ever been a problem for me that my hands are too hot. Like, make some noise if your hands get too hot often. No. Yeah, exactly. If you're not picking up plates of fajitas too fast, your hands don't get too hot. It's just black and white. And like what I hate about having sweaty hands is that it makes you seem nervous if you're going to like shake your hands with somebody like introduce. And sometimes you don't want to give people the satisfaction of thinking that like they can intimidate you, you know, like you ever meet someone who's like, hey, what's up, man? I work in finance. You shake their hand. He's like, guess the kids never met a hero before. I hate that shit. Um, I think that I think that with all the all the all the terrible stuff that's been going on with the shootings uh, and all the talk about uh, gun control recently, I'm very very happy that there hasn't been any uh, proposed legislation that would uh, restrict finger guns. Right? Because I'm a fucking I'm a I'm a goofy white guy who's like not that good at dancing, and so. I use finger guns a lot. Like if guns are used for self-defense against the government or whoever it is, like finger guns are my self-defense against feeling weird at weddings, you know? Because like I'll come into a wedding. If, if I got to get on the dance floor, I'll just come in like this. I'll be like. And like if you're just a passerby, you're like, wow, that guy's such a good dancer and probably seems super fun. But like I just committed a finger massacre. And I don't think people are taking it seriously enough. Cool. Uh, thank you for listening to me on, on that important issue. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it would be a problem. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think I would have been able to get through middle school dances if finger guns uh, weren't weren't allowed. Cause like, finger. <laughs> yeah, Pam. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, middle school dances. Those are those are weird, right? Uh, yeah. Um, because like middle school dances, uh, when I when I was in middle school, combined uh, my least favorite thing with my second favorite thing. My least favorite thing was dancing. My second favorite thing was um, uh, touch having a. Okay, here's what I was trying to do here. Okay, <laughs> touch touching the top of a girl's waist. Is that is that the term? Yeah, exactly. That's uh, my, my second. Okay, here's here's the joke I was trying to do. So like I would say like my second favorite thing is touching the, the top of a girl's waist, the, the back, you know, whatever part it, that is. But then my favorite thing is, uh, in, in sixth grade, is touching the top of a girl's waist without my English teacher watching. All right, you see how that would've been funny if I just gotten there uh, like way faster and way more efficiently? I think that would've been super good. So I'm gonna take that feedback. Uh, I, I actually asked out my first ever girlfriend at a middle school dance. Thank you. Woo! Yeah, uh, you know, I rolled in hot. I wanted to impress, so I was wearing a, a blue striped polo shirt with gray basketball shorts to show her that like, yeah, I can clean up good, but I'm still all about my commitments. And my main commitment at the time was the seventh grade JV basketball team. So she was wearing blue jeans, Nike tank top that said, just do it. And I saw that, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I asked her out, I said, I said, do you wanna go out with me? Which like, you know, not a specific time or place or do you wanna be my girlfriend, that's too scary. Just like generally speaking, you wanna theoretically go out for me. And she said, yes. And then we were like making eye contact and looking at each other and it immediately got too awkward. So I was like, I gotta go fuck with the fifth graders. And then her friends came up to me, he's like, you can't do that, dude. Like you're her boyfriend now. I was like, shit. Okay, cool, that's all I have. Thanks, guys. Yay. Yay.
Pete Palmer, sexy 12-year-old, so passionate at 12. <laughs> Nil, your passion for basketball, it's very sweet. Thank you. Well, yeah, kind of. I love, I, we can turn that one on. Um, I loved your nervous bit, but I would get to it faster. Like you spend a lot of time on sweaty hands that I think that if you opened with your nervous guy or you don't want to appear like a nervous guy and then oh. you're, yeah. it's, it's hard not to appear like a nervous guy when you've got sweaty hands. I felt like exactly. there was like 30 seconds that could have been like, and then you could like backtrack about sweaty hands, but I just, it was too much intro for me on it. Yeah, I too like, much, yeah, I get yeah. it. Too much sweaty hand talk. And then I lost you. I was like, what massacre? I totally lost you. I don't know if I, it was that I didn't hear the word, but then I got it later because you brought that finger. I was like, yeah, oh, I, was like, that's a, I get it. And then it was a finger mask. Yeah. Okay. So the first time I was just like, I didn't get it. But then it took me like, it was a sinker. It yeah. was like 20 seconds later. I'm like, oh. All my jokes are super intellectual and like, you know, thoughtful. So it makes sense that it took a while. Yeah. <laughs> that I just totally missed the finger no, mask. No, I'm joke. kidding. I'm, I'm but I like, I like the idea of you as this like gawky junior high boy. That yeah. was a good story. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you so much. I like finger guns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was super fun. When you said guys who have sweaty hands are people who like lose yourself, uh, just an idea. Maybe it could be more reveal, like, um, I don't know, white men who like to rap have sweaty hands. Like guys who have sweaty hands are white men have, who like to rap. Um, finger guns are self-defense against what? Uh, seeming awkward at a wedding. Seeming awkward. Oh, but if if, doesn't suggestion. it make you look more awkward, though? <laughs> Not to my knowledge. <laughs> I don't, but if like, so, that's news to me. <laughs> I know. Is it just me, or I feel? <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah. But I feel like you I can play with, with that idea. Instead of seeming awkward. Oh, but but you can play like oh, because it's not awkward. But I feel like some people. Yeah, don't you can I play look like, cool? Yeah. Don't I look cool? Just like you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else would I do? You said oh, it's a way to make me look cooler than I am. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, and Again. I thought you can play with the you know, top of the girl's waist. I think it's so funny that that's like a safe Like spot. What, what part of the body is this that you touch when you're slow dancing? Small Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, everyone here is familiar with I, female I anatomy. Think, all right. I was thinking like <laughs> right here, which oh, is okay. like right below the boob. <laughs> Yeah. But that's also really funny. I don't want to be like, I love touching right below the boob. Yeah, I feel like it's yeah. less creepy to... Small of the back. Small of the back. No. I'll, it, I'll figure it out. I'll that. just... I'll Maybe you like finger hella chicks, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now the workshop has begun. All right. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. It's finger <laughs> bang massacre. Yeah. That was a bad suggestion, Jeff. <laughs> so what you just said there, like, uh, like you know, you could do that as crowd work. Like, what the, what the hell do you even call this? Is this the... Like, whatever you were calling it before. Finger massacre? No, no, the back, the part of the back. Or oh, the, yeah, oh, that's a good idea. And then somebody in the audience actually knows because it's not that difficult of a thing to remember. Or like the small of the back, you're like, oh, expert on female anatomy, which oh, is hilarious fun. because yeah. everybody has a. Anyway, you get it. And oh, when that would be that. That's a good idea. Thank you. When and you're the, using finger guns, you're literally finger bang. Yeah. Like you're literally saying bang with your finger. Good. Also, yeah. um, I think there's something there. <laughs> so, so I don't believe in the Second Amendment, but I do believe in the right to bear finger guns. Uh, guns can keep you safe. They could also kill you. Finger guns never kill anybody, but they can keep you safe from people not knowing that you don't know how to dance. Or people yeah, are, I like from not knowing how to dance. Yeah, you got to have like the that. direct analogy. The yeah, yeah, you're right. I should do more of those directly. Thank you. I mean, Thank if you, you, if you, if yeah. you want to be political, you can like, you don't worry the cops will shoot you because they think your finger guns are real guns or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel yeah. like if he just came on stage just like finger gunning everybody. Yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah, you should do that. I would love Finger to everyone in the audience to do that. All right. All right. 
It's his own finger bang. Put your hands together, everybody, for Pete Palmer. Yay! All right. That's how the joke workshop works. We take notes, and it's really great. Hey, your next comedian, he's a really young fellow, and he's come back again, and I'm so excited. Because uh, we are an all-ages venue at mutinyradio.fm, so we don't have alcohol here because of... Uh, mistakes in the past and we have to keep it nice and safe for all in the community i went to class and they taught me that uh put your hands together for your next comedian ian langland hello how is everyone Good. great um so i am 20 years old she said i'm very young i am young uh, i just turned 20 about like a month ago and you know now that I'm 20, I, it's been a month, so now I start to notice all these like little expectations that you have from being a teenager, 19, to being 20. It's like small stuff where it's like, I don't know, like your parents, you know, they expect more from you. There's something about being a teenager where you can get away with more. Whereas with your 20, you know, there's a little more expectations for do thing, to do things. So like small stuff like, for example, I used to like. Um, like if I'm on my way home and I have this urge come over me, I used to be able to pop over to a cemetery, rub one out behind a gravestone, and be on my merry way. But now that I'm 20, I'm a felon and a chronic masturbator. It's, it, you know, it's funny though because the groundskeeper used to even catch me and be like, oh, you 19-year-old. But now, you know, we don't have the same relationship that we used to. It's a bummer. I miss that guy. Um, and just like the whole, I feel like there's all these like societal expectations on your birthday. Maybe it's just like I'm a, in the younger generation, but when, when it's your birthday, you get this like flood of happy birthday comments on Facebook. And it's like, you know, it's people you don't really talk to, you don't really care, so you don't really think about it. And so I remember one time I, my friend, uh, kind of distant friend, she was, she's like commented like, happy birthday, blah, blah, blah. And then like a month later she saw me and she goes like, hey, like why didn't you like the comment that I left on your birthday post. And I was like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't understand. The transaction's complete, right? I was born, 20 years later, you wrote happy birthday to me. Why do I have to like your comment? She was like, well, I just like, I'm like no, sh no, there's no more done, okay? I don't even like you that much to begin with. I shouldn't even be liking your comment. Moving on, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I just feel like there's all these things that comes with being your, even the good stuff, where it's like my mom will be like, where do you want to go to dinner? You know, what cake do you want? Like, I don't care, just pay for it, okay? I don't want to pay for a meal, that's enough. I don't need to know, I don't care what we eat, just please, God, just pay for it. That's all that I want. And it's like sometimes even my friends will be like, oh, give me a present for my birthday. and. I don't even think how nice the present is. My first thought is like, fuck, now I gotta get this guy a present for his birthday. <sighs> it's a real dilemma. Because now I just think that we should just designate one day a year for our birthdays, like June 3rd or something, and then that'll be everyone's birthday, and then we all get together and have like a potluck or something and move on, okay? There's just too much shit that I have to worry about where I think it, it could be minimized. <laughs> okay, that's all I have. Thank you. Hey, Ian Langlands, yay. Um, I 
have to let you know that your joke that you said that before the Facebook one affected me so much that at this year at my birthday, I went through and I meticulously liked every single person who commented on my Facebook feed for my birthday. That's good. And it was specifically because of your joke. <laughs> I'm glad and I'm changing the world. You're changing the world one old lady at a time. But when I was going through, it was so funny. I was like, who was that comic? What was it? And I know I'm doing, and, and it, but it did really did strike me. So you, you're in the right direction with that. Okay. And it's going to be, because the concept of it is as great joke, especially for us old ladies that are like, Facebook is everything or nothing. Or yeah. It's not real. You're a kid. And so it's perfect. Okay. But it really, um, it really affected me. Also, you put the stand behind you. Very, very good. And yeah. the example in the graveyard was perfect. Like it was 19, you know, but especially with the old guy. Cause then he'd be like, you the funny part of that joke is that the old guy's watching you jack off like yeah. both ways. It's just that now it's now that you're an adult, it's gross or whatever, which yeah, is yeah. funny to me. It was a really good joke. Okay, okay cool. Thank you. Um, I think you should find a way to turn. Is this Mikey? That one isn't on. Whoops. He's on three again. All right. So, like I was saying, I think you should find a way to incorporate that, like as a callback. Okay. Like you should bring that back uh, towards like the end of your set. It was bring, like, okay. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like oh, this reminds me of a time I was caught jerking off at a graveyard. Like mm-hmm. I feel like. So I should end with that. Yeah, you okay. should end it like with like a callback. Like that joke's already funny if you like called back to it like it would hit even harder okay a lot with like the just the concept of like everyone's birthday is on the same day you don't have to remember anything you don't have to you just get everybody a present whatever it doesn't matter like i think there's fun stuff you could do with that uh i think that's quite funny um a couple things in general uh you were looking down a lot which yeah. is like a tough but just that's a good thing to get in the habit of doing just like sort of looking up like yeah. you can engage people better uh and then i would say don't I'd say come up with a different example than like the cemetery thing because okay. like if you do that in front of an actual audience that it's kind of too dark and gross where a lot of people are just going to shut off because of the content like okay. in general and also like I know you don't actually jack off at the cemetery yeah. right like so you, like try to do if you have something that's like a little more grounded in reality and almost mm-hmm. sort of approachable then yeah. like you can sort of work that but yeah fun okay. stuff yeah this was that was just the first thing that came to so, my mind so oh, okay. yeah 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 what was the premise with the teenage adult thing again? With the what? The, the teenager moving into an adult. The uh, premise was just that I'm 20. And that you can't do the same stuff yeah. the same way? So, okay. So, I was thinking maybe something along the lines of pedophilia. Okay. It's like, you know, like old men in vans are not as interested in me as they used to be. Mm, okay. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to give me ice cream anymore. Right. Like, Stuff like that. Like it's oh, that's okay. Funny. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Like cool. you're Thank the tar- you're not the target yeah. anymore because that's, you're an adult now. Mm, ah, that's, that's but you good. do look so young too. You look yeah, very no. corruptible. That is that is where I wanted you to go with okay. the uh, cemetery joke. Which, by the way, I I, dis- I respectfully disagree with Pete. I think it's great that you were masturbating in the bathroom, er, the, the cemetery, <laughs> and, and 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 actually believable as opposed to to not believable. Um, I know plenty of people who have done that. Yeah. So, uh, long story short. Um, I like that. I feel like, you know, I like the old, the gravekeeper or whatever, the cemetery dude, uh-huh. um, saying like, ah, oh, get out of here. You're 19 year old. But then when you turn 20, he's like, Ooh, gross. Like he's not into it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like he used to be into you okay. masturbating in there, but now that you're not okay. a teenager anymore, he thinks it's gross. Okay. Uh, because he's, you know, perverted and he was watching you masturbate, also mm-hmm. masturbating probably. <laughs> and then the <laughs> only other thing is like, just like a slight tweak on the Facebook comments joke. It's you know, like, I didn't ask to be born. I wanted no part of this transaction. Yeah. 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 
Okay, cool. That's it. All right. Uh, you can also build up to that graveyard thing too. Like, I think that that's like the big punchline on a longer joke. Mm-hmm. I think there's a couple things before that, like okay. easier things. Like, when I was n- 19, I could. Yeah, I don't know. Steal a candy bar from the store, and they'd be like, "Oh, you crazy mm-hmm. teenager!" I literally just couldn't think. I before I uh, just couldn't think of other. Reasons, yeah, so I just, well, like, brain, brainstorm right that out because I'm okay. sure you can like baby step it and then have it end with the. He's into it. Okay, cool. Is this on? Yeah, it's on. Just, okay, yeah, yeah, it's on four. I think you you could put the uh, masturbating in the cemetery more in context, like you're only masturbating on gravestones. What it says Susan on it was because Susan was your first girlfriend, so. Okay. <laughs> Uh, something like that, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and that puts it in context, and then, mm-hmm. then you ask such a fucking weird guy. Yeah, you know, you got some premise. I mean, some promise to your premise. Mm-hmm. Anyway, cool. Thank you. I think it's also weird that I guess when you're a teenager, it's cool to like jack off and dead people. But mm-hmm. When you're an adult, you can jack off and yeah. alive people. Okay. One thing that I was thinking was that you could also kind of switch it up, maybe like how. Um, I guess there's some like jokes that um, that like when you're in high school or something you're jacking off under the table but now in college it's fine because all the professors are like cool with everything or Mm -hmm. something along the lines where you're kind of switching it like I used to be able to do this like Uh easily when I was young jacking off because you're just a kid but now Mm -hmm. um, still in or still in college or something something along the lines of that okay everybody clap your hands together for Ian Langland yay just a little housekeeping note for all of us. When you're giving your comments, make sure that you hold the microphone just as if you were regularly performing on stage because it, it is a radio show. We're not just listening to each other in the room, although we are, and it's great, and you guys are doing a great job of paying attention to each other's sets and giving specific notes. That's really, really helpful and awesome. Uh, but just make sure that when you're giving your notes, you you treat it like as if it's part of the performance because we're having a hard time hearing you, and we're having some technical difficulties, so we're like kind of flying blind, so... Thank you for using your best microphone skills today at Joke Workshop. All right, put your hands together for your next. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Jared Cena. This thing's bigger than me. All right, how's everybody doing tonight? Good. Oh wow, that was a. All right, whatever. But anyways, hey guys, my name is Jared. I'm also 20 years old, and I'm here to tell you jokes today. Okay, so uh, new jokes today. I've never worked this out, new material, but so that means I'm most likely going to suck today, but you know what? I'm going to keep working on this, and it's going to be great. If you guys give me feedback, that'd be great. And all right, you know what? Fuck all that. I'm just going to go right into it. All right. So. I work at Benihana's, so that means I deal with a lot of indirect racism every day. Uh, so one time, I was, helping out, I was helping out this white family, and their chubby little five-year-old asked me if I spoke Japanese. Not gonna lie, even though this kid was young, I was pissed, so I had to tell them, you can't say that to every Asian you see. Then after I told him that, he asked me if I spoke Chinese. And uh, so I told him, no, dude, I'm not Chinese or... F- or Japanese. I'm Filipino. So that means I look like a Mexican. Ah, all right. Told you guys, new jokes. It's going to suck, but you know what? Whatever. <laughs> all right. So uh, I recently got into a brawl this summer. 
Um, after a Fourth of July party, uh, my homie was getting j- and his friend was getting jumped by four dudes. So you know, me being the great friend that I am, I just rushed in and just beat the shit out of the first person I saw. Unfortunately, that dude ended up being on our side. So while I was beating that dude up, my homie was still getting his ass kicked into the cement with like no help whatsoever. Um, yeah, great friend, right? You know, when I asked him that, he didn't say anything, which, uh, which sucks. Uh, a little disrespectful. I did try to help him out. I mean, he was in a coma, so I mean, I guess that could explain why. But I did feel bad. Like, I tried to pour water into his IV just because just I heard the doctor say he was thirsty. Unfortunately, that was actually a catheter connected to his penis, so I'm actually the reason why his penis exploded. All right, you know what? I'm just going to end this set right here. Sorry, guys. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Jared Zena, everyone. Jared Zena. I think that you you have a good track on the end of it, but you have to preface it like I'm so it has to be like an I'm so dumb joke. Like I'm so dumb I saw my best friend in the hospital and I put water in his catheter and do his pee 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 blah. Oh, you know, okay. like, so like create a character with it. Yeah, kind of even like with the you've got the you've got the uh, you know, the overalls on too. But yeah. I mean it's it's like there's gotta be a way for us to suspend our belief. It's a funny thought, but it's like how do you how do you get us in to suspend our belief so we can be like, yeah, absolutely, that's uh, something, do you know? Because like, we're like, yeah. we know the whole time, we're like, he didn't put water in his, I mean. Ah, uh, okay, so play with it more, make yeah. it more believable. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, what are, oh. other people's, what are other people think? So, I don't have a comment on that one specifically. Uh, I actually don't know what we're talking about, I kind of zoned out there. But uh, you seem um, angry. Uh, I'm sorry. I no, have no, this. no. Don't. I mean, don't apologize. Like, I mean, if that's like how you are. No, no, no. Are. That's just that's. I'm not really an angry person. That I just come off that way sometimes. Sure. I just So I feel like you need to work that into your set somehow. The this idea that you come off as very angry, but it's not. It's just you have like resting murderous face or something <laughs> like that. You have to work into your set because you're just gonna leave people wondering like, why the fuck is this kid so angry? But if you get out in front of it and figure out a funny way to acknowledge it and write a joke about it, then people will come along with the rest of you because they won't be wondering anymore. And that's yeah. taking up their cognitive processing time. Yeah. Well, I do have jokes about that. I just I don't know, I just wanted to do my new material. To uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've got you've still got plenty of time. We're only at four minutes right now, and you get eight total. So if you want to do some other stuff, I mean, we don't have to and cut cut you out. Even and even in a joke workshop where supposedly we're working on new jokes, it doesn't hurt to practice some ones that aren't necessarily that new, just to get better at them, to figure out how to weave them into your new jokes, that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's that's not a waste of time. That's I think a use a yeah. good use of your time. Yeah. And, and the you only other. You don't have to do new jokes. You've been doing comedy for like less than a year. Every joke is going to be new. Yeah, I'm like going to tell some old three years. I'm going to tell <laughs> at least one works. old joke during all this. The only other thing I say was, I mean, I, I like the whole concept of the of you um, having this com- confrontation with this racist kid, uh, but I feel like you need to acknowledge the kid's race and then play off the kid's race somehow. Like if he's uh-huh. white, be like, you speak Dutch. You know, like that's just the beginning of something, but then like make fun of him some more based off of his whiteness or whatever the hell he was, you know. Okay, gotcha. I was thinking somewhere along the lines of that, but I couldn't find the proper punchline, but. Totally, yeah. Just just make fun of that white little pasty kid to be like in uh, some sort of insulting name that I can't think of right now. Yeah. Thanks, dude. <laughs> uh, is like, is Mexican like the, uh, 
Is that like the racist joke for Filipino people? Um, no, it's just like Filipinos kind of look Mexican. Okay. There's a lot of jokes that founded by Spanish. Oh. And concrete. Yeah, so that's why. So I was thinking maybe there's something around like. I I, I actually like the interaction between you and the kid. I think there's some potential there. Like maybe you say something like, "Oh, like are you are you Japanese?" And he's like, "You're like no." It's like, "Are you are you Chinese?" Like no. It's like it's like I'm Filipino. It's like, "Oh, you're Mexican." (laughs) Right. Oh, that's a good one. I think that's the way I do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so if you're gonna go down that hole. Is that going to lead into certain other ethnic jokes? Yeah. Filipinos? Yeah. So you might want to trigger it by saying, the kids, you this or you that, and you say, no, I'm Philippine, and the kid says, well, what's that? <laughs> you know, what's, what's a Filipino, you know? <laughs> you could spin off into some ethnic jokes or the, the comparisons between Mexicans and Filipino. Or okay. But some obscured reference to Lupia. Filipinos that only Filipinos in the audience will get. If you get them laughing, everybody else is going to laugh, too. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Okay, thanks, dude. Um, I think you should acknowledge that the kid might have guessed you're Japanese because you worked at Benihana. Um, ah, okay. So, like, I don't know, like, maybe Benihana should be called something else, like a play on the name that's more Spanish or Filipino sounding. And then ah. you say, oh, are you Mexican? I, then, yeah, that could be like a... So, like, some wordplay. Yeah, wordplay, and then you give it a Spanish name because Filipinos speak Spanish. But then they might think, oh, so you're Mexican? Um, anyway, and then I think there's an opportunity because like Japan was uh, once a colonizer of the Philippines, right? Ah, so okay. I don't know, you could be like, Japan don't own me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, there's yeah. just some uh, historical joke there. Yeah, I could probably find something with that. Yeah, yeah that's one angle I never would have thought of. All right, oh, we got one more. I think Anne also highlighted something about like, uh, the the kid assuming that you're Japanese because you work at Benihana, I think that there might be something there about people assuming your ethnicity based on where you work. Yeah, that's a good premise. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right? Yeah, all? because I'm a nanny and I'm I'm not uh, I'm not uh, Dominican from the Dominican Republic. <laughs> or like you know like I've, so when you go to I've done that kind of joke before where I'm like talking about how I'm a nanny and then I'm like Lupita Consuela get up to the top of the park ladies come on, <laughs> but because the usual. Yeah. yeah, there there are. That's a really that's an interesting premise that there are certain jobs that people apply to certain ethnicities. Yeah, to play okay. off to play off what she said for a second. I'm sorry, I don't remember your name. And to play off what Anne said for a second, there is something inherently very, very risky about guessing an Asian person's ethnicity because you're very <laughs> likely to confuse them with one of their mortal enemies, their most mortal enemies. Oh, that's a great angle, dude. Everybody clap your hands together for Jared Cena, yay! Sorry if I scared anyone today. All right, your next comedian. He is, he's a funny guy. I got to show them a couple weeks ago in Oakland, and uh, here he has a show in his house. That's weird and cool. Put your hands together for Jonah Pollock. And uh, Jeff was talking about tattoos. I've been thinking a lot about tattoos recently. Like, it's weird to me that like I feel like the millennial generation is super tatted up, but then like the rich millennials who can like afford lots and lots of ink are also super anti-vaxxer. So like their their kids are gonna get raised without like you know getting needle exposure, and they're gonna be super fucking wimps, and they're not gonna get tattoos, right? Because they're not gonna push that boundary and they're gonna need tattoos to cover up all the herpes that's gonna be over their body and all the all the 
pox scars. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, I'm Jewish. I don't have any tattoos. Uh, I just kind of. I don't. I'm not uh, someone who thinks I need pictures on my body to know who I am. But also, like, I do like setting boundaries with my family. And if uh, traditionally, if you have tattoos, you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. And I'm like, well, that's convenient, you know, because uh, it's hard enough setting boundaries while you're alive. After you're dead, they can pretty much just do whatever they want with you. So you kind of got to give yourself those tattoo cooties. Uh, Get buried in a separate ditch somewhere. I don't know. So I, I, I moved to Oakland. I lived with like a bunch of tattoo and piercing apprentices. And like they were really, really not wasting time filling up every available inch on their body. I'm like, you're 26. You're going to not only are you going to want to have other stuff you're going to want to do in the future. This isn't always going to define you like this housemate just decided to get an entire like a flaming sparrow on his back standing on a pebbled beach. I don't know. At the same time, like, there's all these, like, 80-year-old people running for president now, and I'm like, I don't know, maybe the reckless young person who's down to have a flaming sparrow on their back might be reckless enough to actually try to get rid of car culture, you know? That's like, go younger. Younger and hipper with the presidency, I think. These are disconnected thoughts. Um, I got a new therapist. She's the right therapist. Here's how I know she's the right therapist. She takes my insurance. That's it. I don't have to spend 20 grand out of pocket. Uh, she's an EDMR therapist, uh, which is not a type of techno music. Uh, means I hold these electrodes that affect the hemispheres of my brain, or so I'm told the state's paying for it. So if it's not real science, I don't care. Uh, but I have to sit still with my eyes closed and sense where the trauma is in my body. I realize I sat there. The trauma is in these nuts. Uh, and now I have to get a new therapist. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, P was talking about finger guns. Uh, my whole thing is I can't dance, uh, but I, I'm someone who I've never had money to pay people to do my chores. So what I draw upon to have something to do when I dance is I just do chores. You know, you just, you know, push the fucking push the vacuum cleaner. You move the mop, you, you know, open your cat's wet food, you know, whatever it is, you just keep drawing upon domestic experience to move your body. Because uh, I can't really draw upon much sexual experience to do that. Not, no, no, it's not even like I haven't had sex, it's just like I just don't have fluid hips, you know? You can only put a jacket on a hanger or something. I don't know. Uh, what else is going on with me? <sighs> Football is weird. Football is like a privatized religion, you know? Yeah, it's like it's like a billionaire organization of weird old pedophiles, but they still somehow, because of the stadium deals, manage to get tax deductibility. It's weird, but there's just something about being an old billionaire in charge of things that makes you a pedophile, I think. This is not an original thought. It's just like, what else is there to do after you've conquered the world other than just become the devil, you know? Were you going to fish with your grandchildren? Gross. Uh, they're so small, they can barely cast a line, you know? I was going to just say something really disgusting as a punchline, but I was like, no, that's not. Let's. I was going to say they can't cast a fish line, but they are tight, you know? That's, ooh. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is going out on the radio. You know, I'm just riffing right now. Please don't cancel me. Um, how much time do I have? Okay, let's. Oh, why can't we talk again? Bollock, everyone. Yeah, I, I don't know why I did the horn, but um, 
these are disconnected thoughts is a very funny like way to group your whole set together just like and even open with these are disconnected thoughts that's that was great and that just sort of fell out and um it took me a second to realize that you like i forgot that you were doing dance moves with everyday things for a second i was like is he talking about working out what is he talking about Oh, no, no, it was the cat. I like the premise, though, of that. It's I just want you to remind us one more time that it's dance moves because it's really funny. Opening the cat food dance move. It's so funny. That's like, <laughs> I didn't know you had a cat. Okay. Hey, it's good stuff. I like the idea of like billionaires being pedophiles. You really like you really like grabbed my attention there. It's just the thing is like like I like the line where you said like like you ended it kind of strong with like uh, fishing, where you knew fish with your grandchildren, but you didn't really connect the dots with the pedof- pedophilia like as much. I mean, maybe this is a new joke. It's so, like maybe you're just like working on this, but like maybe if you just like Google some examples of like pedophilia. Maybe if I Google child pornography, I'll do some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do some research for this joke. We'll have oh, positive God. consequences in my life. Yeah. Mutiny Radio does not condone pedophilia. <laughs> I really liked your set. Mm. Um, when you said uh, people with tats aren't allowed to get buried with their family, I mm-hmm. thought of how in Japan, Yakuza's can't go to public baths because mm. they have tattoos. Uh, so that's like uh, Yakuza of the graveyard or something. I don't know. This is the thought. Yeah. Um, and also, it's like, why? Why are they not allowed? Uh, oh, this is this is a uh, this is one line I forgot to do about like my body's a temple, but I'm cheap, so I just decorate my temple in like folding chairs and like cheap carpet. There's like something where it's like your body isn't yours; it's God's. Uh, okay. So you're not allowed to like reinterior decorate. I don't know much about Judaism, but. I was thinking, what if you get a tattoo of Star of David? Is that an exception? No, in fact, it's a whole thing that like people from the Holocaust who had like serial numbers tattooed on their arms have like yeah. a special dispensation. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. But I, I was thinking, oh, if you get a Star of David tattoo, that still won't work because no one's gonna get a no Jewish person gonna get a tattoo of Star of David because we're too Jewish. Jew-ish. I mean, you know, modern Jews will do it, but yeah, but it's, I don't know, it's one of these, it's dying with the grandparents, you know. Got it. All the Jews are gay, anti-Israel tattoo people. <laughs> uh, and I just want to say that these nuts act out was amazing. Oh, thank you. All right, any, oh, anyone comes. else? All right. Everybody, Jonah Pollock, yay! Yay, Jonah Pollock! Yay, yay, yay! Well... Thank you guys all still. You're all being awesome and um, paying attention to each other's jokes and taking notes and being great. And so is your lone woman in the room other than me. Although my balls are so big now, like I've decided I'm going to start wearing a half chub. I was just thinking like, I'm just going to wear a tiny dick just because why not? I'm identifying this way now, but uh, I appreciate your bravery in being here every week. Put your hands together for Ann John. Yay! Yeah, the first time I came to this mic, it was just a bunch of dudes, too. And I was like, am I going to get raped? Like, gang raped? But uh, I've been okay. So still here. Thank you, Pam, for hosting this mic and making me feel a little bit safer. Um, my boyfriend, um, my ex, he when we first started dating, he got me a vibrator. Because he's the type of guy who isn't afraid to ask for help. And when we broke up, he asked for it back. And I was like, why? 
Why do you need the vibrator back? And that's when I found out that he got it from his mom. How long has this been going on for? Did your grandma give it to your mom too? Is this vibrator third generation? Is it like the iPhone, it gets better each time it comes out? It was a very good vibrator. And I was like, no, you didn't give me a ring, so I'm gonna keep this family heirloom, okay? Um, but yeah, and I kept it because I needed it, because nature thought it would make sense to make me hungry all the time when my meal subscription has been canceled. I'm working on that. But because, you know, when you are in a relationship, sex is like having a HelloFresh subscription. You know when it's going to come. It might not blow your mind after a few months, but you know it's coming. On the other hand, if you're single, having sex is like going foraging for wild mushrooms. And you go out there with your girlfriend who's like your truffle hawk, and she'd be like, what's good here? Over there, there's a truffle. Um, and you may or may not eat that day, depending on the climate. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, what else do I want to talk about? Yeah, I used my vibrator a lot after the breakup. I used it so much that it died on me the other day. Does that make me a necrophile? Sometimes that work, line works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but yeah, so now I'm a sad, at first I was sad, now I'm a creep, I'm a sad creep. Uh, da, da, da. But I don't think I'm gonna get married. I was telling my girlfriend this the other day, not because I'm, too, I'm into dead people or anything, but um, she was like, oh, don't worry, honey, you're not gonna die alone. That is not what I said. Since when did getting married guarantee that you're not gonna die alone? This is why I'm jealous of couples who kill themselves together. I was very disappointed with the ending of Romeo and Juliet. She was late by a few minutes, okay? Tardy, Juliet. But I, I had a solution for her. I was like, listen, Tiffany, I know there's one way. I don't have to die alone. We can I can wait till your husband dies because you're an Asian woman, I'm an Asian woman. Statistically speaking, we're gonna outlive him and everybody else. So once he dies, I'm gonna move, I'm, we're gonna move to a beach house in San Diego and make vibrators together like Grace and Frankie. And we're gonna send those vibrators to my ex so that he doesn't need to give hand-me-down vibrators to his daughters anymore. Cool, that's been my time. Yay, that was Ann Chun, yay, yay. I like what you did with the hand-me-down vibrator thing. I know you've been working on it for a couple of weeks and I've, I like the incarnation with the parent and the grandparent and all of that. Um, I don't know what HelloFresh is. Is it? Mm, it's cool. a, Meal subscription. Cool is it so? Is it come to you and you have to make it yourself, or yeah. is it so it's cold? But it's not like vegetables shaped like dildos. You don't have to chop them up; they're all pre-chopped, or something. Yeah, it's just like produce delivered. It's just produce delivered. Yeah, I thought that because I really, really, really loved your mushroom foraging um, analogy. I was super into it. Also, I love truffles and the pig thing, and it's. I, I mean, I'm, but I'm 
I'm a weird person. I'm like, I, I, you're talking my language. Girl. I mean, if you like my joke, that's that means I'm weird too. It makes both of us. Yeah. Well, I just I love truffles so much. But then I thought there's got to be some tie-in with vegetable dildos because your dildo dies, but if you have a Hello Fresh cucumber, is mm. it alive or dead because it's been picked, but it doesn't move because it's a vegetable. <laughs> Anyways, I maybe I was yeah. thinking too deeply about. Um, <laughs> about produce uh and then with the end but i liked i liked all your analogies in there i there were so many names you all of a sudden i've got juliet and your other friend and she's asian like i was like there were a lot of people to keep track of in the mm, story i got names. a little lost with like who now she's living at her friend's house where are we now we're seeing where are we going like I just, I, the details slipped away from me. So I don't know if that was maybe too many female names in the beginning of it. I don't know. I don't know. But I, the premise is, is fun. And then you tied it back in. Okay, I'm done. Hey, what's up, dude? How you doing? Good. Good. Uh, I like the vibrator bit, too. I thought it was funny, like, especially the real. It was like, oh, no, it's your mom's. What the fuck, dude? Um, I just, and I also like that line where you said, like, I used it. It wasn't bad. I f- yeah, I just feel like that could that could be if you kind of like time that could be like kind of like the punchline to that whole thing where you just be like, oh, what the fuck? Your mom used this? You know, it, it wasn't that bad. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm but I just I just, I thought it'd be funny if it went that direction. But yeah. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, vibrator. I, I think, you know, you could guess something rather than going straight to the family heirloom in the joke you could guess like what you just want to use it with another girl that's disgusting and he's going to be like no turns out that was that was my grandmother's vibrator you know like he actually says it in the joke as opposed to you guessing it Mm -hmm. that way it's a little bit less of like a leap and then uh i think it could tie in really easily it's like well i mean i can give it back to you but i've been using it uh basically to death it's dead now i'm a necrophiliac which is um Hilarious, I think, the idea of um, fucking a dead vibrator. <laughs> yep. Yep. All Thank right. you. <laughs> uh, I think I'd, I'd change HelloFresh, and not because um, I don't like it necessarily. I just think the f- when you're, because you're moving, um, I think what I've known is that a lot of these companies aren't really known outside of SF. Blue Apron? Yeah. Blue Apron, they won't know it either. You just, you gotta, you'll, you'll learn. Blue Apron, Blue Apron, I think I'd know Blue Apron. I don't know HelloFresh. If you were living in New York, like, oh, if you were, oh, that's what I'm saying. What do do other people use? I mean, I go to the fucking, I go to Trader Joe's. Like, I go to the store. I don't know about these people that have, I'll just say meal subscriptions. Maybe, maybe that's it. Um, And then, uh, I think with uh, saying that it's like, it was his grandma's like vibrator. Uh, I think it could be interesting if, like, you introduce the idea. It's like, oh, I should have known because it was a blank. Like, it wasn't, like, the typical vibrator. Like, maybe it's some other object that vibrates. Gave her a splinter? What? Gave her a splinter or something? Yeah. It's made out of wood. Yeah, because it was made out of wood. I I don't know. Some other object that vibrates, but it's not necessarily a vibrator. You know? Um, And then I, I think the juxtaposition of my boyfriend left me and then my vibrator died on me is just a really funny idea to me because it just feels like you're getting let down over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, thank you. Piggyback on him. My vibrator, oh, my boyfriend left me, my vitamin- vibrator died. Sounds like a 
hit country song or something. <laughs> my vibrator <laughs> died. Song, yeah. My I wouldn't know, my, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> my dog left me and my vibrator died. <laughs> Pull your hands uh, together for Anchun. Put your hands together for Anchun. Yay! You didn't know I could sing like a country star. Your next comedian. Hey, he's really a funny guy. He, has, he runs a show out of the Silver Cloud on Tuesdays. He also calls it Joke Workshop, but I'm not offended. Put your hands together for Mr. Weed. Fat Five Freddy told me everybody slide. DJ spinning, I said, my, my. Flash is fast, flash is cool. Francois, c'est pas, flash ain't no do. And you don't stop, sure shot. Go out to... Okay, sorry about that little delay. Um, so I've been around about a year and a half or so, so as far as stand-up comedy, um, I've been much long, much longer, around much longer. My throat's dry. Okay, so I'm going to do this. I've never done this bit in front of anybody more other than one person. And so I'm trying to figure out, this is something that an old white man could get away with in the city. Um, so... You know, based on the news, old white men should be a protected class because they're getting a lot of shit. <laughs> so, and I'm willing to give it to anybody else if they can make it work. Okay, so um, a friend of mine and his wife just came back from uh, a large metropolitan Midwestern city. Uh, my friend, I'm winking at you now. Um, and so they uh, got on ways or whatever to. Um, find the best route back to the hotel. And it took them through a pretty sketchy area, a place that uh, they weren't very comfortable with. So um, my friend said to his wife, well, you know, why didn't you get us the white people way back? So I'm thinking, that's a pretty good app, you know? You get this app, um, and you plug in your demographics. So let's say you were a um, Caucasian female. Uh, they route you in an where, in a way, in a, whatever, where you run into, you know, many Starbucks. You have your choice of Starbucks that you want to stop by. And they have adjoining uh, Vietnamese nail salons next to them. So let's say you're an old uh, white man. You'll run into um, lots of shoe stores with daily sales on color-coordinated uh, socks and uh, sandals. So let's say you're... Uh, Okay, you, you're a new Latinx. Everybody knows what a Latinx is, right? Okay. So then you'll uh, be greeted by uh, Santana cover bands every couple miles. Actually, it's the same band. The guy just makes a wardrobe change, jumps in his F-150, and takes the back way to the next stop. He takes the back road because his license is suspended. So then... Um, Let's say you're a uh, 20-something uh, disgruntled uh, Muslim. Midway through your trip, you're going to run into 36 virgins rooting you on. Hey, you're halfway there. You're halfway there. Let's say you have uh, relatives in the east, in the far east. There'll be certain kiosks stationed along the side of the road from the DMV with refresher course material. Anyway. So you go, okay, here's my clincher. Uh, let's say you identify as a Nubian queen. You're laughing at the, which, which part are you laughing at? 
Okay, okay. From, from my, believe me, I had to work on that. I, I had to look it up in the dictionary, make sure it wasn't, you know, it was the right context. Uh, okay, so you, let's say you identify as a Nubian queen. Well, you get the picture. That's my time. Thank you. Mr. Weed, everyone. Mr. Weed. Wow. I haven't heard that many disconnected thoughts since. Disconnected? I was so confused. Um, I felt like, were you talking about driving? Because first you're at a Starbucks and there's Vietnamese nail salons on either side. And then I'm like, is he in a strip mall? And then you start talking about Latinx people and you, you kept saying, let's say. And I was like, are you driving down the road and these are things you're seeing or... Uh, was it people that are? I was. I'm. I was so confused, okay, and then yeah. I'm like, now he's assuming that he's a black woman. Like, what is as a white old white? I was, but then it was like, could he tie it together just by being like, I'm an old white guy. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I didn't set it up right, you know. I, like I don't even. I, 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 I mean, where right. were, were you talking about driving? Okay, yeah, my friends. And his wife got stuck in a sketchy part of Chicago, you know. And so I'm figuring I'm going to invent an app where you just put in your demographics and you'll be routed in the most comfortable way. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And so anyway, anyway. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't hear that at all in any of your well, setup. My throat's dry and I'm. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm freaking out. I would Pam. no, no, no. It's all good. I was just you confused. Make me nervous, now Pam. that makes that makes sense though. Now the things that you're saying now that we have some context for it, it's like, oh, that. Sort of. Yeah, I got to pronounce. I got. That's what I'm saying. I'm just, I got to tease it out. But I just, what I'm trying to find out is, was any of that terminology too offensive? Was it over the edge for anybody? So, leading to your your input. I would say I don't. I don't think those the words were offensive. Um, I just say you have to be careful how you say certain words. Was one of my comments. So like in, like, I wouldn't say Muslims. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe like. Maybe like Muslim guy, Muslims? Muslim dude, but Muslim. Muslim, that's not, that's incorrect, that's politically incorrect? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, it's, it's, it's yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's synonymous with the type of person who would like have a Trump hat and be like, we got you. Exactly. There's something inherently wrong with it. And it's also, I think it's also about ending the word with it's like ending the term with Muslim as opposed to like Muslim man, Muslim dude. Well, dis, either disen, person. Yeah, disenchanted 20 something year old Muslim. Is that, is that better? Is that better? Or should I just no, no, don't say, don't, don't say Muslim. Just don't finish it with Muslim. Just, <laughs> just say like Muslim man, Muslim dude. Don't say like a Muslim, like, we're, like a nice Muslim. Like it doesn't work if you end it with Muslim. Um, okay, I'll, my other you. comment was, um, I'd say move more with purpose. Uh, I feel like you're just like kind of doing like a figure eight, and uh, I think it's like it can kind of get distracting, which is why maybe some of us miss the premise. But if you like move only when it's necessary, I think it would be uh, super helpful. Okay, thanks. Anne has comments. <laughs> um, I think your Far East joke. I wasn't offended. But I just didn't think it was funny. It wasn't it's, funny? Yeah, because oh. it's like, yeah, we all know Asians are bad drivers. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of cliche. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. That's harsh, but yeah. Well, I consulted a, fr <laughs> <laughs> I consulted a friend of mine who is Asian and a fellow co-worker. 
I said, can you think of any non-offensive, uh, stereotypical terminology I can use? Well, but that's the... It's not that far east yeah. is offensive, it's just like you were just saying we're bad drivers. Like, everyone jokes about that, right? It's just yeah. not yeah. new. Yeah. I've heard it a thousand times. I'm a bad driver, so I'm not... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am willing to take some input from people of, of whatever. But also, isn't that the whole thing of your joke, is that you're being like... I'm old and I don't know what's appropriate or not appropriate. Like that, isn't that, I mean, because then you can go as cliche as you want. If you're like, I'm so old, how old are you? I keep calling them Muslims. <laughs> like, like, or something. You know, like, back in my day, they were Muslims, you know? Right. You know, I mean, that, back in my day. But yeah, all that stuff that you can be, it gives you the out to be like a little bit more out of touch because I don't know what the kids are saying either you know like DTF what the fuck does that mean like yeah. there's or WTF or uh, I mean all their little terminology they shorten words it, who why anyways Thank you. but you as an old person that's like a thing that we can all get on be, you can be like angry old man like and saying stupid shit and then if you say stupid shit it, it works because it's, it's part of your character it's excusable. Yeah. but not that anything you said it just I know. I didn't mean to say that your shit was stupid. It wasn't. It's. No. I like where you're going. In the, yeah. in the can I plug my open? Can I plug oh yeah, absolutely. Plug your the open. The second mic. Tuesday of the month at Silver Cloud, the joke workshops at six, uh, the open mics at seven. And we have a contest for the people in the work joke workshop. Awesome. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mr. Weed. And again, um, it's like 7.08 now and we still have a lot of people but everyone always gets comments now because Mike Spiegelman is so awesome he's going to be coming in and, and continuing like the spillover from this uh, starting at 8 o'clock so that's yay Mike Spiegelman alright moving right along keep taking good notes he's been giving good comments all night clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Hunter Stairs. <laughs> So um, I'm just going to tell you about something that happened to me pretty recently. I was in Berkeley. I was with my dog. For those of you who have never seen my dog, I have this beautiful, beautiful 120-pound German Shepherd, just the handsomest dog in the world. Like I live my life in this dog's shadow. That's how beautiful this dog is. And uh, another guy was walking down the street, Asian guy, my age, UC Berkeley, not surprising. He had a dog. I had a dog. Our dogs passed each other, and they did that thing that they do where they kind of move in for each other, you know, and then you pull the dogs apart, and then absolutely nothing happens, so you just go on with the rest of your life, right? Wrong. So he gets about 20 yards away from me. Then he turns around, and he yells back at me, Hey, that's a fuck you. So which I could only respond, that was poor syntax. What did that mean? Because what was he trying to say? Was he trying to say, fuck you? He should have just said that. Was he trying to say, was he translating for his dog? His dog was telling my dog, fuck you. You know, like my dog was telling his dog, fuck you. It was very confusing, but uh, I guess he was angry at me because when I got, when I was just kept standing there, you know, and he came walking back the other way about 20 minutes later, he takes off his headphones and he says, hey, I'm going to have your dog put down. I'm part of animal control, right? Way to lose all of the moral authority in an argument by literally embodying the wicked witch of the West. Like you, you fucking kidding me? So I, I couldn't, I wouldn't, what, what do you do in a situation like that? I didn't know what to do. I did the only thing that I could think of at the time. I spat on his shoes. Yeah. I, and not like passive aggressively, like kind of from behind so that he wouldn't notice. I got down right in front of him. I leaned in front of him and I spit 
directly on his shoes. And you know what he did? Do you have any? Do you know what he did? He fucking walked away from me without saying anything. I was crushed. I actually yelled after him. I was like, what kind of a man lets somebody else spit on his shoes and doesn't do anything about it? It literally wrecked my entire evening until I realized that he's going to have to live with that for his entire life and never tell anybody. And I tell people about it all the time, you know, because like, what is he going to say? Some dude spat on my shoes today. It's like, oh, what did you do? Not a goddamn thing because I'm a terrible, terrible, terrible person on the inside and I know it. Uh, yeah, I need a lot of feedback on that because it's just a funny thing that happened to me and I don't fucking know what to do with it exactly. Uh, so jokes. Uh, if I had a time machine, I would go back in time and kill Hitler and uh, prevent him from perpetuating the apocalypse so that I would never have to read Night by Eli Wiesel in high school or watch a play about Anne Frank because that's how much I hate the Jews, ladies and gentlemen. Like, burn all of their books? Hitler? What a fucking amateur. You know, steal their thunder. That's how you really get to them, I think. Right? Nah, okay. Um, so, um, <laughs> I, uh, I stopped doing, um, I stopped doing cocaine uh, on popular demand from the person that I'm married to. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. I swapped for DMT, though. Has anybody ever done DMT? Yeah, I've done some DMT. Yeah, I, um... I, I fucking love DMT, man. DMT is the only drug I've ever done that talks to you. It has a consciousness that talks to you, and it tells you to stop doing it so flippantly. Like, great advice, DMT. Um, so I, um, you know, I, I do have a wife. I'm married. I like to do nice things for my wife. You know, I came home the other day. I got home early. I bought some flowers. I made some dinner. I poured some wine all before she got home i fucking killed it just murdered it she's lying dead in a ditch somewhere so to speak yeah okay yeah i think that's enough for me Stare, yeah. uh so i wouldn't say wicked witch to the west i would say cruella Deville because she's the one that skinned the doggies to make the coat but the Wicked Witch from the West wanted to put down Dorothy's dog. Well, that's true, too. That's true, too. Okay, fair, fair, fair. I just, I was like, Wicked Witch of the West? Well, it's Cruella DeVille. She's the one who murders puppies and turns them into fancy coats. Fair enough. Um, and I don't know what to do with the spitting on the shoes story. Like, I don't know how it, <laughs> what it makes, what light it paints you in. I don't, I don't, I don't care know. about that. I'm know. just telling the, the story exactly how it happened. There has yeah. to be something I can do with it. You really, you just, he st stood there while you, you. <laughs> he walked by slowly and I got out a little bit in front of him. You know, I let him a little bit and then I bent down and I spit on his shoes and I looked him right in the eyes and he walked away like a little bitch. And I don't know, I feel like I'm the good guy in the story, but maybe I'm the villain. I don't think you're painting, that's what I was trying to get okay. to. I don't think you paint yourself as a good guy. It's kind of like assault. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. He threatened to kill my dog, though. That was pretty bad. I don't, I don't know what... I, I feel I, like maybe, a different room of people might be more sympathetic to me in this story. No. I, I no. mean, maybe it has to be more hyperbolic and like more like insane. Because, like, I don't know. But, I mean, it's, you're dealing with the truth. Jason, what do you think? I like Cruella. You like Cruella. <laughs> I don't remember that happening with Dorothy and her dog. I, but I definitely know it's that been a long time like since you've seen that movie. Manifesto is dog related. I think Cruella Deville. Okay, I'll I'll go with that as she I try to improve this joke and I guess lie about it to make myself seem more sympathetic. 
Hey, man. I'm, we all lie about our stories. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Maybe spit on his dog. No, that makes no, you that's worse. No, that's worse. That's <laughs> definitely <laughs> worse. That's PETA. Here comes PETA. I would say, uh, I, I think my, my comment is that book, Night, right? I yeah. think in order to understand the joke, you have to know what's in the book. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think that that part that you say, like, I would kill Hitler to stop the apocalypse so I don't have to read Night. I feel like that apocalypse piece is not necessary because if someone knows what is in Night, like they need to know Night to get the joke and they'd know that Night is related to that apocalypse. I mean, this or so, hol- Holocaust. Did I say apocalypse? You said apocalypse. Yeah, you said Fuck. apocalypse. Fuck. Right. Well, I, I ruined the joke. <laughs> no, so what, I, what I'd say is um, I'd go back in time to kill Hitler so I don't have to read Night. That's like, cause uh, like, I Wait. think if you try to do that part in the middle, like it's like, it's fat. And or maybe just go straight to Anne Frank because nobody knows about night and everybody knows about Anne Frank. I don't know, but Anne Frank's, uh, she's like a, per- it's like a person. It's more, it's more real. It might be too much. I yeah. feel like the book is, is more distant from a, a being. <laughs> this is a really strange conversation that we're like discussing like this. <laughs> This like Nazi Holocaust <laughs> joke in depth. Like, I don't know if this is, should we use the Anne Frank River? Go ahead, Anne. Yeah. Uh, I think for your dog story, I like the idea of how that guy was translating for his dog. Like yeah. you can, maybe you can say, and then I peed on, and then I peed on him instead of spitting because my dog told me to do that or something like the play with the idea of like, you guys are like mediums for your dogs. And then you, that would be a way for you to protect yourself and not seem like so much of a dude. Asshole. Yeah. 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 Sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I was just thinking if you do decide to go the route of like uh, like saying that you spit on his shoes, you could maybe turn it into him saying like, okay, I'm going to put you down too. Something like that. Because he said I was, he said he's going to put your dog down and after you spit on his shoes, then. Do any of you even have dogs? Uh, that, that's not I feel like it might be. But if, if you, uh, there's a joke in there if you say you're going to put your dog down and you're like, I'm going to put you down. You've got ugly hair. You know, like a put down. You know, like you tell you, like, <laughs> you're going to put my dog down. I'll put you down. You smell like corn chips. <laughs> put downs. No one remembers those? No, I get it. I get it. It took a second. I think on like a basic level, it's just like, when you when you say that story, I just go, you don't look like you would do that, which is like the surprising. I know, but I did. Yeah, um, I mean, we can talk about whether you should have done that, uh, but like, I regret not s- spitting better, if anything. I mean, no one like that's that's fair, but like no one in a crowd like that's just like buttholes are gonna tighten because they're gonna be like, why did he do that? Um, but and you're also just like a really low key guy. Like your your delivery is just um, like more deliberate, and yeah, you just seem very chill. So it's, there's an asymmetry there that I just I could like it. I believe you when you say it happened, but it it felt like it didn't happen, which is weird. Fuck. Yeah. Jesus, I don't even know what to do with that. But thanks. Put your hands together for Hunter Stairs. Keep that attention span with it and keep taking notes and being awesome for your next comedian. Everybody, it's Jason King. 
Whoa, give it up for your host in this longer show now. Yeah. Come on. Um, uh, is, are people familiar with The Little Mermaid? Yes. Yeah? So in The Little Mermaid, um, she uh, gives up her, she gets legs in exchange for her voice. And I think The Little Mermaid probably benefited from not being able to speak. Because could you imagine dating someone who's impressed by everything? <laughs> and is vocal about it? <laughs> like you go on a date with her, she's like, boats float up here? <laughs> she sees a lady with big boobs, she's like, you probably have the biggest clams. <laughs> okay, that's a new one, that one didn't work. Um, she see, she's on a date, the dude's like drinking water, she's like, when are you gonna exhale? <laughs> uh, she probably would have really bad ideas too. She sees a dude like choking and flopping around on the ground. She's like, <gasps> throw him in the water. <laughs> no, okay. Um, also like the sex sounds. Like do you want to, like do you want to hear the orgasm of someone that's been speaking with dolphins their entire life, right? She's like, uh, 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 yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I've been trying to write the ending to that. I don't know how it ends. I don't know, dolphin sounds and I don't know, other dolphins here and you go to SeaWorld and they're all clapping for you and shit. I don't know. That doesn't work. That's not funny. That was riffing. Anyway, fuck that. <laughs> um, have you all heard about the white lady um, who came home to an apartment, found a black dude in it, shot him, and then realized she was in the wrong apartment? Right? What was he doing in his own house that was so threatening? It's like, look at him, scheming in a Snuggie. <laughs> mm. And he's cleaning the fingerprints with the sham wow. Okay. Uh, so apparently on the, uh, on the there was a, a call to 911. And on the call she says, oh my God, I killed him. Now I'm gonna lose my job. I just hope that there are other, like people in other occupations that are life and death occupations, like aren't so self-centered, right? You're like, air traffic control, yes, mayday, mayday, I'm crashing the plane. Now I'll never finish the movie. <laughs> oh, how will I ever know the ending to Titanic? <laughs> and I'm only half finished my peanuts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, da, 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 da. How much? This, uh, how much time do I have, Pam? A minute left. Um, you know what? I'm gonna give the time back. Let's let's figure out this fucking mermaid thing, guys. All right. Hey, Jason King, everyone. Jason King. Jason King and his mermaid fucking. Yay. Uh, Okay, uh, I was gonna say I like the Little Mermaid joke. Um, I think like the punchline's really good. Um, you know the the premise of uh, like you know she's impressed by everything. I think you know you had a couple good tags, and if you just like did those and then come up with some other ones, I think you just have to play with that for a while and see like what mm. kind of stuff you can come up with. Uh, same thing for the uh, uh, joke about the woman who shot the guy. Like I saw you do that at Natives, and you had a bunch of stuff like her tripping over his size 12 Jordans and like oh, say, I, like yeah. pictures of his family. <laughs> Like he came and put pictures of so, his family. So, so like, I, d I did it at a show. Yeah. And so I just I was just trying all the new parts. Oh, all the got parts it. that worked, I'm not doing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, th I thought like that, 
Oh, no, so sorry, serious. That the makes fuck me out. happy. Did Thank you, you did you mention that did you mention that she was an off duty cop? Because that's why she was afraid she was going to lose her job. Is she was a cop? Oh, no, I, I don't know if that's necessary. I feel like oh, okay. anyone who shoots someone might be afraid of losing their job. Right? Yeah. It just it just it, it's a small detail to put in, but she was a cop. And yeah. then the other detail is, um, what was he doing that was so threatening? He was eating ice cream oh, on his couch. I have. There's a joke yeah, about that. He was too. I, he I was it. literally eating ice cream. It's a real story. Yeah. I didn't I didn't understand boobs and clams in the oh, joke. Oh, she with wears the... clams. So you have the oh. biggest clams. Yeah, that, that's clams some is of the a bra. I was yeah, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. um, and I did. I know what you're talking about with the dolphins because at the end of the thing when they get married, the dolphins clap in the water and they all sit there and clap. And I, I knew what you were getting at with mm. that. Yeah, I, yeah, that's been some of the issues with the with this joke is that either the things I've come up with are too obvious or they're too far of a stretch. It, it is. It's yeah. hard too because I would take I would take the you're black and she's black now in the live animation. I might throw or the, the live new movie. It's a black little mermaid. Oh, that's so, Rob's joke. I can't. I oh, can't do that. oh, okay. Well, it's it's hard because I've heard a lot of Little Mermaid jokes. Like I've one time I thought I was so original and I did a thing about dildos. Like, look at this stuff, isn't it neat? When you think my collection's complete, it's about Wait, dildos. But then someone else, I heard someone else do it recently. Just did it at the punchline. I know, yesterday. and I was like, I totally did made that joke up like five years ago. It's kind of like an obvious sort of. A lot of people have done it. Is all I'm saying. Mm. So, but good luck doing a new spin on it. I mean, I wish you the best. Okay. Cool. Thank you. <clears throat> Uh, for Little Mermaid, when you did the dolphin sound? Yeah, nothing, nothing. I thought it was funny. Um, and I thought, you know, like, she might, like, it might be bad to hear her, like, orgasm, but, but you know she can squirt or something because it's water. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that dolphin joke is an old bar joke where when you're like banging it. a girl from behind and you do the, you do the move that's called the dolphin when you stick it in her ass and she doesn't know and she goes, eh. That's a that's an old bar joke. I don't know if anybody knows that. The dolphin. It's years and years and years old. Just be careful. Just be careful because it's. I mean, it's it it. Everyone laughs because it's funny and it's a bar joke. But just worry about it. You know, I don't know. Okay. Don't worry. Do whatever so, you want. I don't really know the Little Mermaid very well. I, I seem like everybody else did, but she loses her voice. Wait, she loses she her voice. Her voice for legs. That's gets, how I should write it. She gets legs. Remember that. Oh, for God's sakes, what a tangle of thorns, huh? But anyway, like, she, uh, uh, <laughs> so, so maybe, like, uh, maybe the joke could be about, like, things that she can't express since she doesn't have a voice, but she must be wondering, but she isn't able to ask and all the crazy shit. You know what I mean? Like, instead of, mm. if she had a voice, she said this, but more just like, now she doesn't have a voice, so she can't ask, like, I'm supposed to climb in there to shit, like in the toilet, you know what I mean? Because like they're always shitting water or something like that. Yeah. Or all of the kind of weird, gross stuff that a fish would do, and she can't mm. ask anybody. I guess Splash, the movie, kind of covers a lot of this ground, doesn't it? <laughs> like she uh, does a bunch of weird, gross stuff, and everybody's grossed out. But anyway, I don't... Interesting. It seemed like that's a tighter way to say it, though, to say, now she can't ask. Think of the things she can't ask about, uh, as opposed to like, wow. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I hadn't seen it, so I was, I was actually... <laughs> Partially just to ask. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe something with talk the talk and walk the walk. What? Maybe something with talk the talk and walk the walk. With what? With the talk the talk and walk the walk. Yeah, like talk the talk and walk the walk. I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> Clap your hands together, everybody. Jason King, yay! Yay, and then yay! 
Moving right along. Before I before I bring up the next person, I wrote one new joke today, and it was actually a real thing that happened. I think I sexually <laughs> harassed a mailman. I was walking by a mailman on my way here, and he was super hot. And I said to him, oh, I hope the mailman come out with a calendar and they put you in it. Is that catcalling or complimenting? Is it? Is that it? It's just, it was, he's a hot mailman. Is that okay? Am I not allowed to, is that complimenting or is that, was I being harassing? No, you like basically don't have any friends anymore. Because I, because I objected, I did, I sexually harassed a mailman. He smiled at me though. Did he touch it? Did he go like this? I mean, no, he he just, he smiled and laughed. I think that, I think I'm, it wasn't sexual harassment, was it? It's an acceptable it's thank you. Okay. It's 2019. You're okay. It's 2019. I'm okay. Okay. So I cat. So I cat called a, a mailman. He's a good-looking mailman in this neighborhood. All right. Put your hands together. I don't. I mean, are we not allowed to compliment people anymore? Put your hands together for your next. Is that? Okay. I just. I. I. I like the doubles. I've always. I like this double standard. I like telling young pretty boys that they're pretty. Put your hands together for your. It's a compliment. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Dwight Mai. Thank you. Woo. Oh, it was hot in the East Bay today. Very hot. Uh, hey, if, if our body temperature is 98 degrees, how come 98 degree weather feels so hot? Huh? I'm like. How do I feel like this when I already feel like this? And why am I sitting in front of the fan trying to enjoy the warm wind chill? <laughs> I'm a retard. I'm a retard. <laughs> hey, um, how come the cold can burn, but he can't freeze? Huh? The cold's doing two jobs, and he's only doing one. Fire, you're fired. Code, how come you always freezing my steaks and burning them? You fucking cold. Yeah. Anyways, hey, does it ever get so hot you start thinking I wanted to be cold and then it gets really cold and you start thinking I wanted to be hot, you know? <laughs> you know what this means? It means you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you get it together? <laughs> Stop bothering me with these stupid statements. <laughs> Anyways, hey, people climb up Mount Everest and they freeze to death. And I thought, like, what if I froze to death? You know, like, what pose would I strike? <laughs> I would act like it's hot. <laughs> and you'll find me like this. <laughs> And then the guy finds me, he goes, ooh, look at this. This guy had it all the way up until, his sense of humor all the way up until he died. <laughs> <laughs> this shit. Take, take a picture. Hey, hey uh, when I was young, I, I climbed up trees. That's why I wish like, there was more air up in the atmosphere so that trees could grow on Mount Everest. See, that way, when people finally reach the top, <laughs> you're still not on top. <laughs> The guy goes, oh, when will it end? When? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, uh, so those are all old jokes, but I, I read like an acting book that talks about subtext, so I'm trying to like add the subtext to it, you know? 
I did it in my garage the other night, and I'm like, oh, this shit sucks. And I add a subtext, I go, oh, now it's kind of watchable. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing, even though I'm telling old jokes. Okay, that's all I wanted to do. That's all. I got to get out of here, because I, I got too high, and I wrote, like, subtext for two jokes, and I fucking watch TV. <laughs> Anyways, guys, hey, thanks for listening, man. I'm out of here. What my everyone? Yay, yay! I stay up there. I love your old jokes. I think they were. You're like master of the obvious, and it's very funny that you say these things that the hot and cold, and you're just stupid. All of that was super funny. Oh, thanks, Pam. I mean, yeah, it was all. It all worked out. Ninety-eight degrees is also a shitty band. I don't know if you want to throw that in there, mm. but it's it's a terrible band. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. But I love Thank all your hot and cold stuff because it's so obvious and everyone can relate to it. But it's also really funny. So. Yeah, I know. I just I, I don't dig too deep, you know. It makes my uh, brain cells like die. Yeah, I hope <laughs> you're like a you're like a new Mitch Hedberg. <gasps> no, Pam. No. No, just master at the obvious stuff. Just the hot and the cold and the. Yeah, the but you know, as artists, we all want to be considered original, even though we oh. probably can't. Okay. Don't do heroin? Yeah, I, and then you'll be original. I did, but it made me itchy, so I stopped. <laughs> that's a good that's a good joke too. Oh yeah. It's true. <laughs> no, but that's why that's probably why it's funny. Other comments or does anyone want to tell him how funny he is and why you liked them jokes, the subtext or whatever he did? Hey Daniel. I like all your jokes. Yeah, oh, yeah thanks. I like your jokes. Thanks. Uh wouldn't try to improve them really. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, one thought I had about the uh, uh, Mount Everest. I love the Mount Everest joke. That's really <laughs> funny. This whole thing, like, uh, yeah, uh, really good. But then I thought, like, you know, they can't they can't get people down. There's people up there that are frozen for yeah. I guess 30 years or whatever, 40 years or even longer. Mm-hmm. And it might be funny to say um, another idea. You know, maybe it's like that, like you, you you just roll into a ball. That way they can they can just sort of push roll you down. You down. You know what I mean, <laughs> that sounds like a Dwight my yeah. joke. That's right? pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I like they that one. just. Roll I can't use it though. I can't yeah. use it because it was written by Daniel Norton. I can't use it. Who? You. I can't. I can, you wrote it. I can't use it. Uh, yeah. I can, I don't I'll allow, take it and uh, I'll take that first yeah. one too. I don't, I don't allow myself to use. I, I think that's really uh, good. I've got, right? I, I got one from somebody use. here and I use it all the yeah. time. It's okay. That's what it's for, right? Is it okay? Yeah, all right. That's what it's for, right? All right. Well, I'll. Maybe I will use it. <laughs> yeah, and if I see you, I'll just elbow the person next to me. Yeah. But you know what? If I, if I do it and you're in a crowd and then it gets laughs, then I can't really enjoy it. Okay. Right. You know? I know. Yeah. I can't get rid of that problem. You're welcome though. for nothing. Oh, thanks, Daniel. That was a good one, though. All right. Other comments? Happy things. Tell him how pretty he is. Everybody. Dwa my everyone. Yay. Yay. Uh, Clem is training on the board today. He's going to be having a new show on Tuesdays starting in November. And it's going to be four full hours from two to four and then from four to six. And I believe he wants to do kind of an, a booked open Mikey type of thing. But I'm not sure who has time during the day. But I'm, we'll all, it'll all work out. You'll see. In the end. Uh, hey, your next comedian. Put your hands together for Max Eddy. Okay, don't give me feedback on that. That's 
I don't want that. That's that was unintentional. Um, I've been I've been working. Uh, I've been working a lot of temp jobs, a lot of office jobs. I got one I really like right now. Um, I've realized doing a lot of office jobs. Every office has like a fun thing they do associated with some day of the week. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, at our office we got milkshake Mondays. Yeah, everybody gets a milkshake. Who wants cookies and cream? Keep working or you're fired. Here's the straw. Lose your health care. Uh, it's I didn't. You guys, that that was funny. Um, no, it wasn't. Uh, it's not that my new job. They have um, they have something called Bagel Fridays at my new job, uh, which was confusing to me because they have Costco bagels available every single day of the week. So I was just like, are we not allowed to touch the bagels until Friday? Like, if I eat one of these, is uh, is everyone gonna glare at me? Like, <laughs> like I just activated a small town curse or something? Just you shouldn't be touching them. Their bagels on a Tuesday, sir. You guys, I didn't write very much, so I gotta keep doing the act out. Um, no, okay. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, oh man, I'm glad I'm doing comedy. Um, I, uh, my dad doesn't like that I do comedy. Uh, he, his big dream for me was to be in the NFL. So, I know, I know, it's crazy that I'm here during the season. I should be watching game tape right now, but you know, coach, it can wait. You know, it's. It's dumb, man. I just don't, I don't get it. He kept wanting it for me. Like he would, what we would do is we would watch football together and he would point out the short white players to inspire me. It was just like, oh, you know, Wes Welker, he's five foot nine, Max. You know, a little hard work, that could be you. I'm just like, no, it can't. Uh, <laughs> that guy's 185, okay? I almost have a thigh gap. Like, this is not, this body does not belong in the slot. It belongs on a seventh grade girl. Like, that's, that's where we're at, man. Like it's uh, you might recognize these legs, pops, because you gave them to me. Okay, that's these are your legs, bro. I'm swimming in your gene pool. That's that's what's happening. Um, come in. Um, no, okay. It, who was that? Oh, it was Mike. Okay, I thought it was just almost dude. Which uh, <laughs> no, you can just honestly come in. That was <laughs> hell yeah. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, what did I have? Oh, um, the, the place I'm working right now, I'm temping, I'm replacing a lady who just went on maternity leave and I hope for the best for her. I hope she has a healthy pregnancy and a healthy delivery and has a good time. Uh, but if she gets postpartum depression, I get paid for another couple months. So that would be dope. Um, I feel like I'm going to send her a lot of articles just being like, oh, isn't this crazy that depression is a thing after you have a baby? And she's going to ah. yeah, start sending her uh, covers of Cats in the Cradle or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's bad too. Um, what did I have? Um, oh, um, I had my cousin from Minnesota uh, come and visit a couple weeks ago. He's just really annoying. He's just got that like Midwestern positivity that you just want to tell to shut the fuck up. He's just like, oh yeah, you know, I, I'm feeling good. California, I love it. I'm drinking a pop. It's like, shut up, it's a soda. Um, but... <laughs> He was, he did this annoying thing where when he left, um, he left this reading lamp at my place and he, he calls me and uh, he's like, uh, hey, could you uh, send me back that reading lamp when you get the chance? It's, I really do need it. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that's fine. Just uh, text me to remind me. And he was like, well, can't you just remember? I was like, the fuck? I haven't remembered something in, I don't even know how long, dude. Like that's. That's not going to happen for me. Like, that's... Why do you need a reading lamp? This was all... I don't need comments on this. This is all bad. Bye. <laughs> 
Max Eddie, everyone. Yay. You don't want comments? I said it. I said All right. I like your voices. Can we give you, uh, just say happy things? Like, I like your act out voices. You, the main voice is really good. The one at the beginning with the Tuesday, the Tuesday, the Tuesday bagels. It's a funny, it's a funny voice. It's a good voice. That's a, that's a compliment. I don't think I'm sexually harassing you. <laughs> I don't know the difference anymore. I don't know the difference. Okay, I know. I did this Me Too movement. I'm going to be Me Tooing all these hot young guys. Um, hey, Mike Spiegelman, did you want to do your set now, darling? All right. He's going to be uh, picking up. Were you going to tell me how I'm not harassing people or how I am harassing people? No, I, w- I was just going to add, if you want to expand on that football, you, um, you know, for NFL, you might want to just go ahead and say, uh, I bench this, right? I, I squat this. My 440 is this. Just to kind of, you know, show that kind of difference, right, between the NFL players and then you just a little bit more. I don't know if you want to expand on that. All right, put your hands together for Max Eddie, everyone. Yay! And keep it going for your next comedian. He's going to be running the next two hours. Clap your hands wildly for Mike Spiegelman. Yeah. I don't like this whole two-hour thing. Why don't we just run in and then it ends? I'm not going to hang out here till 10. Sorry. Oh, I got to get a set in. Fuck you. Right? Oh, I'm sorry I'm late. I did two other sets. Well, good. That's your t- Monday. So we're going to keep it going and then we're going to stop <laughs> because I'm not hanging around here and uh, doing the magic show where I, oh, you came to the station and there's nobody here and the door's locked up. Well, you better get your set in. Sorry. Anyway, my name is Mike Spiegel. It's great to be here. I always wonder when aliens land on Earth, are they going to be belligerent? Are they going to be like, take me to your leader? I think they're going to be jet lag. I think they're going to be more like, take me to my Airbnb. Do you have beer? It's great to be here. I don't want to brag, but I got a ride sitting on the passenger side of my best friend's ride. It's me. It's even better than that. My friend had kids and his kids in the back seat. These kids are fucking assholes. Loud. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I got so sick and tired. I turned around and I looked at my friend's kids and I said, kids, pipe down. Seriously, put the pipe down. The cops are right there. Exhale afterwards. Exhale with the wind. Exhale with the wind. What's wrong with that? It's great to be here. People have sexual fantasies about anything. People have sexual fantasies about the laundromat. Me too. I go, man, wouldn't it be hot if I actually owned a washer and dryer in my apartment that I didn't have to pay for? Oh, man. That'd be fantastic. Any cops here? By law, you have to tell me. Anyone? Cops and, cops and me are cool. Cops like me. I jaywalked on mission today. Cop came over, gave me a ticket. It wasn't a ticket, it was a note. It says, I like your style. Sign the cop. Cops drive the coolest shit. You ever see like an SUV cop car? I can't afford an SUV, but there's Johnny Law and it's fucking sick. It's like black, white, black. First time I saw that, I was like, oh shit, Mecca Panda. Better run. I always hate people who brag. You ever have a friend who tells you to put a Charleston Chew candy bar in the freezer and that way it'll be better? Fuck you and your life hack. Not putting it in the freezer. Fuck you. What kind of conversation? Do you think I was like lacking life until you told me that? And I'm like, wow, what a neat output of life. 
putting Charleston shoes into the freezer. I had this dream about Aquaman last night. It's a real prick in my dream. He only saved me because he thought I was yelling, Kelp! Kelp me! Kelp! He's like, where's the kelp? Thanks, it's a real pleasure. It's a real dream for me to be here. I also dreamt I was here. Don't believe me, check out my dream journal. All right, what's going on? You know, I want to close on my favorite game, Pac-Man. You ever play so much Pac-Man that you see the dots outside? Not me, but I am haunted by the little red ghost. Why'd you eat me? What's up with my brother Clyde? Is he my brother? It doesn't even rhyme. I think Pac-Man should be in a museum. Any museum. It gives me a reason to go to a museum. I'm Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, everyone! The pipe down joke is 100% perfect. I love it. Thanks. It's really, really great. Yeah, sorry, I have my notes. I just want to try some stuff. Pipe down. No, seriously, put the pipe down. I love that. Uh, other comments? I laughed out loud a bunch of times. I mean, it's, your stuff's really silly, but I think it's funny, silly. It's silly, silly. No comments? Everybody's like, eh. I'll run the 8 o'clock show for you guys. It's because you were perfect. Yay, put your hands together for Mike Spiegelman. He's perfect. Uh, listen to his awesome show. Uh, it's on Sundays. You can find it on mutinyradio.fm, our website. It's LMFNOYT. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. And every week they watch a really silly movie and uh, riff on it. It's really great. He's been doing it for a long, long time. Uh, also, if any of you are looking to house a podcast anywhere, we, we have open spaces. It's only 100 bucks a month and 100% free speech. And you can say whatever you want to. Uh, you can say fuck the police for two hours if it makes you happy. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. It's Kelly Evans. Thank you, Pam. Thank you very much. Uh, Today I was driving around and I saw a place called Plant Therapy. And their tagline is, plants are cheaper than therapy. Yeah, because therapy works. (laughs) Like, I've never heard anyone say, man, I was dealing with this bipolar issue and I went to jail. My parents disowned me. But this orchid is really turning things around, you know? Making things work. Plus, isn't talking to your plants the definition of crazy? Like, does that make any fucking sense? Um, Make some noise if you grew up in the 80s. You better fucking make some noise. Yeah. Nobody's looking at that face and being like, yeah, maybe 92. No. Uh, Sorry. Uh, Well, even if you didn't, you know the movie Back to the Future, right? Everybody's familiar with Back to the Future. It's a story about a boy uh, whose best friend is an older man uh, and whose mom repeatedly tries to fuck him throughout the movie. That is a major plot point in that movie. Yeah, that movie sucks. Why do we we like that movie? You know, like, why do we like... Most 80s movies sucked, honestly. Can we just admit that? Like, 80s family-friendly movies, they were all bad. Splash. Are you familiar with Splash? We talked about it earlier, right? Tom Hanks fucks a mermaid. That's part of that movie. Uh, what else? Let's see. Howard the Duck, a classic. You know, a, a space duck comes to Earth and has a romance uh, with a woman. Yeah, they fuck too. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, and I'm 90% sure at least uh, E.T. at least fingered that kid. You know? Flop that. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, but, it, you know, it makes sense that all these movies sucked. It was the 80s. There was so much blow in Hollywood. Like, seriously, everybody was on so much cocaine. Like, I'm convinced uh, Pablo Escar was mostly funded uh, by the coke budget for Teen Wolf, you know? 
You got to be on a lot of cocaine to make that sound like a good idea. Like Michael J. Fox, he's really killing it in the 80s, you know? Uh, anyway, a little shaky nowadays, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just I, I riffed that. That wasn't very nice. I know. It's better than what I said before, though. <laughs> I was saying a lot worse. Um, pretty woman. Pretty woman. Like, people love this movie. Uh, you know, I hear a lot of women say, like, I wish uh, a guy would look at me like the way Richard Gere looks at Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. Right? Like a whore? Like, I don't know. That seems counterintuitive, I guess. Like, women love this movie, but it's about Richard Gere buying a prostitute. But if I do it, I'm a bad guy. You know, that's a double standard. Thank you, Dan. Uh, <laughs> like, I actually had a friend tell me, it's like, well, you know, it's a good movie because there's a redemption arc and he falls in love with Julia Roberts. I'm like, yeah, no, sure, that's true. Uh, but if she had a few less teeth and a heroin problem, I felt like that movie would have ended a lot sooner, right? Just a guess. Uh, yeah, a lot of cocaine. Just so much cocaine. Like, the cartoons were even worse. Um, He-Man Master of the Universe. So we, you guys are familiar with that, right? You grew up on it. I love that as a kid. But it makes no sense. Like, what was the pitch meeting for that fucking movie? Or a TV show? That's now a movie. Like, I just imagine it going on. Like, uh, we're going to take... Um, a simple Amish farmer boy and uh, turn him into a super ripped leather daddy. Yeah, and then he's going to ride a fucking tiger and we're going to put him in a leather harness and Speedos and fuck me boots and we're going to make a fuck ton of money. Yeah. All right, that was a little weak of an act out. That was not... I usually do cocaine before that bit, so it helps. Um, you know, live your truth is what I say. Uh, like, how much cocaine do you have to do to make that sound like a good idea? Eight grams, evidently, because... I did it, and it sounded great. It sounded like a great idea. Um, I'll finish with this. Uh, of course, like, you know, I was thinking about it. Like, I did love that movie. Jonah evidently loved that show, uh, He-Man, Master of the Universe. You are a big fan. You clapped. The what movie? Where he finds out he has a sister. Remember? No? You're the fucking guy who's saying you're a fan of this. Thing. Is she, oh, Ichi the Killer? No, no, She-Ra. she Oh, She-Ra. 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 All right. Yeah, that's... Female empowerment. She-Ra. What a fucking name. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, of course we like those movies because kids are dumb. Kids are idiots. All right? You can tell a kid anything and they will believe you. They're super... Like when you're a kid, you're gullible. You believe anything. Like Santa Claus can fly with reindeer. They're not aerodynamic. You know? The Tooth Fairy leaves money for teeth. Like why? That's a weird collection you're building. And like we didn't get divorced because of you. Like I, I mean, you'll really believe... Okay, that's a new one. And uh, that's it. Actually, I'm done. That's how long was that? Three minutes? Uh, it's more than that. Uh, yay, Kelly Evans! Yay. yay! I was I was having so much fun listening to you. I forgot to honk you. So you actually did four minutes thirty seconds. But I'm sorry. I was just I was just I, I like what you're doing with that joke. I've heard it a bunch of times, but it's still fucking entertaining. So mm -hmm. yippee ki yay! The only note I would have for you is. Um, that the tiger was green, and that's just another weird thing to add, that, like, it was a green tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's cocaine, and it's like, not just a tiger, it's a green tiger. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it was a lion, but it had stripes. I don't know why that makes fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Keep going. Let's just go. Green. What do you I got? just I just add the word green, but everything else Thank is you. great. All of green. those jokes are really coming together. Anyone and, else? Anyone else? All right, I, that was I heard fun. You Thank you. That set the other day at uh, Friends of the Pod. Yeah. Put your hands together, everybody, for yeah. Kelly Evans. Yay! All right, we're coming down to our last comic here, everybody. Uh, keep keep all that attention span rocking and keep those notes going, everybody, for Daniel Lewis. Yay! <laughs> 
Hey, thanks, everybody. Sorry, Kelly. I feel like I, I brought up double standard, and I happen, and I mentioned Splash. Stepping on your toes on both those. You, you put that movie in my head. Though. I don't know if anybody's gone back. That movie sucks. I mean, more than you think it does, for sure. Like, I actually tried to watch it not that long ago. This is just a public service announcement. That movie sucks. It's worse than you think it is. Anyway, all right. So let's see. You know, uh, it takes my girlfriend a little bit longer to orgasm than it takes me when we're having sex. And uh, that's why it's never actually happened. That's, you know, but I, I'm actually trying, though, because, like, you know how you, you have, people have things they can think of. Like, some people think of their grandma or stuff like that. Mine is definitely baseball. I think of baseball. It gives me an extra five minutes. Uh, but I tend to think out loud is the problem, so it pushes her back five minutes, too. It doesn't really help that much. Yeah, but so she's getting something out of it. She knows all about the infield fly rule now, so that's good. The problem there also is that I've kind of inadvertently sexualized the infield fly rule, like I clockwork oranged myself a little bit on it. So I'm at a game now, and it's first and second, fewer than two outs, somebody pops up. I have exactly five minutes before I come. That's, what, that's the thing that actually is real now for me. I have to find a bathroom. If that line is too long, doesn't matter which line I come in, so I might as well queue up for a beer. That's the best tasting beer you'll ever have, though. All right, then. I feel like I do a lot of stress, uh, you know, like uh, I bring a lot of it onto myself because I feel like I just don't follow through with things, never get anything done. So I've been kind of thinking about taking up meditation. And I got to tell you, man, thinking about meditating has been super relaxing for me. It's been a really, really relaxing thought. Been doing it about two months. I'm less anxious. I'm more focused. If you guys haven't thought about taking up meditation, you really should think about it. Because it's great. I haven't felt this good since I was thinking of quitting smoking, actually. That was a really good. That one's pretty good. <laughs> Let's see. I have a friend who deals with quite a lot of stress, and he swears by fantasizing about strangling a prostitute. I know that sounds totally crazy. I would never, I would never fantasize about something like that, but uh, I figure there's no harm in thinking about fantasizing about it. So I've been doing that. It's pretty good. If you don't skimp on the details... Just as good as meditation, as far as I'm concerned. All right. What else? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know about you guys. I accept every sexual orientation, you know, definitely, except for one, though. Uh, sapiosexual. I do, not, I do not acknowledge sapiosexuals. I don't know if you guys know what this is. This is when someone is supposedly attracted to someone's intelligence and not so much their physical characteristics, you know, like the rest of us shallow assholes are. It's, it's every bit as obnoxious as it sounds. Like, first of all, first of all, it's like obviously a thinly veiled way of trying to make yourself look more interesting and, and more intelligent, you know? It's like no, no self-identifying sapiosexuals going like, oh, well, you know, opposites attract and I'm a dull moron. So, you know, it's, it's pretty great. It's pretty great for us. Thank you. That guy, Mark Ronson, this music producer, came out as sapiosexual recently. He came out as sapiosexual. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems... Ah, what was the rest of that? Yeah, there was another bit there. Forget it. Let's do one more. Yeah, I had to ask somebody what the term ghosting was the other day. Like, I didn't know. I feel like it's a pretty new term. I'm not aware of what the kids are using these days. So I asked them what ghosting was, and they told me. And I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, we've always had this. We've always had this phenomenon. It's just that, like, they recently rebranded it as ghosting and made it the other person's fault. Yeah, because it used to be called not taking a hint. You know, like maybe uh, you ever considered they, they don't like me? How is that possible? 
I don't know. Like it's a shifting of blame, which I think has been pretty handy for me because like I don't have to identify as a stalker anymore. I can just say the Channel Two weather lady is ghosting me. Yeah, talks to me all day on TV. Doesn't call me later on. I don't know. It's not my fault. I have to go through a garbage. We should get that ghosting law passed though pretty soon. You know what I mean? Then maybe I'll take a restraining order out on her. See how much she likes it. Like, if I can't go within 500 yards of her, but she can't go less than 500 yards from me, we're going to have a problem, definitely. And uh, I think that's probably it. I'll probably use up my time. Thank you, guys. And if you got any comments. Dan Lewis. If Dan. you got any comments, give them to me. Yeah, Thank I you, sir. Yay, comments. I got one. Um, got so the first joke, I think uh, using Clockwork Orange as a reference is kind of like esoteric. If it, You okay. could say like Pavlov's dog. Uh, yeah, you know, like yeah. Pavlov's dog, because most people are familiar with that. And then I think if you were just simplified it, like in a quicker statement, like um, be like, now when I go to baseball games, I get erections, you know, like that. Yeah, it's like quick and punchy. And then you can add tags to it, you know, or like when I go to baseball games, I cut my pants and something like that. So know? yeah, not as much specific about. You know, well, you can get specific, but like get the point across, because like I think the. The, the what you're doing are should be tags rather than the punchline. The punchline should like clearly express the the idea, right? And then yeah. the tags kind of like take it in funny directions. Oh, okay, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, gotcha. I love the premise. Um, I think it's like it's something that I think everybody could get right because everybody's familiar with those ideas. Awesome. I was hoping they were uh, that whole thing. Hi, Dan. What's up? Um, How you doing? I was hoping you'd act out baseball sex. Oh, Do you well, have an act out? Yeah, I mean, I I know baseball well, but uh, yeah, but I was I like, oh, what was he saying in bed? You know? Oh yeah, I know. I can ask. No, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, there's something you can play there. All right. And when you said sapiosexuals, like, are you attracted to someone's intelligence? I just thought, like, wow, they're taking away, like, something from blind people, you know? Because blind people they can't see oh yeah, yeah i mean i guess they can feel face but i feel like it would be some i feel like blind people would be more inclined to be sapiosexuals that's so. a good point yeah um i, I know something there work something like that in there about the yeah and what does it even mean to be attracted to someone's intelligence like i think you can play with the idea uh um, yeah there's a couple of more different ideas that i've tried before based on that and i try to you know we're all attracted to intelligence so I don't know. It just seems it's ah! a, uh, hey, okay. Sorry. I kind of like him. I kind of like him pretty <laughs> okay. and dumb this myself. This is good to know. This I is like, good uh, to know. Uh, All right. We're here to learn. We're here to learn. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah, my my wife would disagree with you on that one. All right. <laughs> I think I think he was p- putting himself down. I think that was a self put down, some kind. Okay, so you could do if you want to do with the baseball and the sacks, you could say. When I look at my wife's wife or significant other, yeah, female, female, right? Sure. Between her legs, I don't see a vagina. I see a catcher's mitt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Somewhere like you know, yeah, just yeah. Go sure. through the, when uh, you're sliding into first and you feel something burst, diarrhea. All right. Oh, now we're talking about diarrhea. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's a whole nother angle. You're sliding in the first. Sliding in the second, and you need another second. Diarrhea. Diarrhea. Sliding in the first, and I feel some ejaculation or something like that. Well, you feel something burst. You don't know. Burst, you don't burst. know what that. Maybe it is. Yeah, ejaculation. Yeah. Okay. Come in your Thanks. pants. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, clap your hands together, everybody. Thank you. For Daniel Lewis, yay! Well, we did it, everyone. We did it all together. That was a lovely joke workshop. Um, 
Thanks for being here. Thanks for donating. Really appreciate it. We're going to put on some commercials for a minute, see if anybody else comes. But if they don't, we'll just close it up. Uh, but seriously, thanks for being a part of Joke Workshop. And it wouldn't be anything without your time and attention and paying attention to one another. And it's really great. And thank you again for your $2 or taking a picture. If you haven't followed us on Instagram, please do that. I don't know what I'm doing. I just make pictures and throw them up there and think it's something. But I mean, I just learned today that there's a girl who has like 10 million followers and she just wears a two tube top and shakes her tushy around and I'm like how it's her name I don't know I don't understand Instagram I don't understand these these teen influencers but I anyway the future is now uh thanks Clem we're gonna be back next week come to open mics here at Muni Radio bye Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, here's Law Firm LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. Thank you.